0: When I heard that sound When the walls came down I was thinking about you about you When my skin grows when my breath runs cold, I'll be thinking about you about you Seconds from my heart I put it from the door Helpless I surrender. It was almost love, it was almost We bleed ourselves in vain How tragic is this game Turn around, I'm holding on Someone but the love's gone Carrying the load With wings that feel like stone Knowing that we need the So far now it's hard to tell Yeah, we came so close it was
1: almost Well, this is Trice Talk, Wacky Wednesday, May the nineteenth, and I'm Donald Wayne looking for Dennis Lee. Maybe that's, maybe that's how it's going to be. Wacky to start out with here is uh, oh there there he is he's in the bar I mean he's in the bar on the bar oh spreading lies and <laughs> spreading rumors <laughs> well you know I'm only going by experience. Oh, well. <laughs> but uh, welcome, welcome to another wacky Wednesday.
0: <laughs>
1: see what we can whack tonight. I mean, uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa. I guess. It's a family show, don't It is. Well, you know, whack a mole, whack a. Uh huh. whack a moly. Have you ever had whack a moly? Um, I whacked some
2: moly earlier this evening, I'll tell you that. That was good stuff.
1: You yeah. whack some moly, whack
2: on, whack off. Uh, I guess this okay, maybe well, it
1: does not sound right. Uh, <laughs> it, it didn't sound <laughs> any better than what I was saying. So you no, know, I guess
2: not.
0: Yeah. If
1: you're trying to make it better, <laughs> well, we made it hey. to the middle of the week. Indeed, we did. Indeed, we did. Hump day.
2: Hey, Cubella, Eric, Judy, um, BP. <laughs> everyone
1: welcome hello hello
2: hello hello is anybody uh, out there
1: oh i thought you were going to do that uh that oh, other man. hello uh, that, that sad Adele song. song yeah the Adele Adele. Song? yeah i think no. she finally got some things to be happy about in her life didn't she because i think her songs are a little more upbeat than they were when she first well, became popular yeah.
2: No, she got she got all that out of her system.
1: We got rid of hey, that. welcome,
2: that, Fox. The guy. <laughs> welcome, Torch. Um. Yeah. Yeah. She got all that out. You know, kind of like Atlantis More set. I mean, she hated every. Seemed like she hated every guy that walked the earth, and then she got that out of her system. I guess Adele had to get some things out too, but you know, it's like any other songwriter. You Get it out. And you 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 work it out through your music.
1: Well, they just need to be like Janis Joplin. You remember, we talked about Janis Joplin one time, if anybody knows who Janis Joplin is,
2: But,
1: you know, she wasn't very popular in school. In fact, not a lot of people liked her and thought she would never amount to anything. So uh, I think it was David Frost or no, it was some other guy that interviewed her and asked, you know, if if she ever goes back home. And she said, not really, because I don't have a need to. She didn't want to have anything to do with those people. He said, well, don't you want them to see, you know, and you've made it big and you did become somebody. She says they already know. So Uh,
2: what do you mean? You people,
1: you people. But of course she was from Brownsville, Texas. I mean, who would want to go back to Brownsville anyway? So, right. I mean, that's, that's about as far South as you can get in Texas. Nothing
2: Mm -hmm. against anybody from Brownsville. Oh no, no. Uh, hey Gaia Bear. What?
1: <laughs>
2: I'm gonna say I'm gonna call you Gaia. Welcome. Gaia. Gaia. Welcome, Gaia. Okay. Um, yeah, Torch. It is a good evening. It's the middle of the week. I got on away and said hump day So I mean
1: Hey Chronic no, Not not that it has anything to do with the uh, camel
2: no, no, no. Nothing to do with the camel. Um, Yeah. So, you know.
1: Do you have anything exciting There's to share that. at the uh, moment?
2: No, no, it's work. work day. You know, work stuff. You know. Realize I've got a lot of uh, poison ivy around and poison oak and everything else that could be poison. So, I'm going to go on a spray and spree this weekend unless I can come over Across a few uh, illicit goats that I well, can don't use there. Roundup.
1: <laughs> well, no, no, Not I mean, unless you you want to call that lawyer
2: hotline. No, 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 don't want to have anything to do with Monsanto. They've done enough harm. So. Um, yeah, we oh, have a fair hello. amount.
1: Uh, we have a fair amount as well <laughs> because. Um. We have a lot of ivy, probably a lot more ivy than you ever saw. It's grown. It grows real well when it's moist. Uh, It's just funny because the house I'm in now has
2: a ton of ivy in the backyard as well. Yeah. But then it's got the um, poison ivy mixed into it. And I got a weed eater for $10 at a garage sale. I'm like, oh yeah, go back. I'm not, no, I'm not going to weed eat poison ivy.
1: No, because you just sling the juices all over yourself. Yeah, I
2: mean, you know, just like squeezing a lemon, I get it all over me.
1: Well, if you go out there, you know, and dress properly, it'll be safe. You know, just have to go in a hazmat suit and gloves and a shield. Well, then
2: they'll think we got the COVID. I don't know that I should do that. (laughs) In
1: in your IV, you have the
2: COVID? HOA comes around knocking on my door, getting in my business. I come to the door partially clothed. It could be a big ordeal.
1: No images, um, please. Hey, just, Marcy. Let's leave those out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Well, I guess I guess we can just roll on, huh? Roll on. I feel on like there's me, something uh, missing there. I just, you know, like uh, some kind of segue thing, but...
2: Uh, Oh well, you know we do. We could get the call thing out of the way. Oh, that's
1: right. I knew Uh, there was something. Yeah. Thank you. Um,
2: And be and be sure. Oh yeah, there's something at the end of the show that we uh, did. You you hadn't said anything about that
1: yet, have you? Oh no, I was too busy talking about you being at the bar, showing
2: up late. um, So. Yeah, there is a big announcement at the end of this show, so (laughs) make sure that you hang all the way through. Um, You'll want to hear it. And uh, also, call policy. It is um, the policy of Tri's Talk that if you'd like to call in, make sure you put in the chat what you'd like to talk about so we don't have a verbal streaker. That's what we've labeled them. And... um, then we'll uh, you'll get approximately three minutes to chit chat back and forth with everyone on the line, and then we'll have to get you gently back down into the chat so we can move forward. And that is the policy for Collins at TriStock. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, Did yeah, right, uh, Popski. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, well, you know, when somebody's peeing in the toilet you know, and a strong stream at that and saying MF this and MF that, you know, that's, that's kind of,
1: <laughs> that was probably one of our, uh, one of our early Earlier exciting episodes. shows, uh, where just had no yeah. idea of where that was going. And I think that was the night yeah. I couldn't actually do anything about it.
2: That's that right. How, Damn kidney stones. I mean, they hurt. <laughs>
1: oh, well, we didn't hear him screaming. <laughs> no, uh, he didn't
2: scream. Uh, if he passed one, well, he's tougher than I think. <laughs> um, yeah you can still be a physical streaker bp because we can't see that on yeah, here we won't so, be able to see it um uh, that'll just you, be the pictures you send donald blank you, you, you
1: film it and send it in then you know oh, then it boy. becomes another issue yeah
2: well yeah we'll have to send it down to the editing room to uh let everybody gather around and we'll post it and on somebody it else's site
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, right. that's right okay
2: uh Hey AJFJ96, welcome!
1: Hey, you did pretty good with that one. Uh, I
2: know that wasn't too bad. AJFJ, it's the ones that that are really long that you know take me take me for a loop. But yeah, welcome (laughs) to the show. We we enjoy having first time listeners. Um, but yeah,
1: a good day and all. It is.
2: Yes, of course. Got up.
1: Yeah, any day that you get up <laughs> out of bed right. is a good day. That's it. Well, unless it's one of those days you can just lay there and watch movies, you know, old movies in bed and have breakfast delivered.
2: Breakfast delivered. Like yeah. um Uber's starting to bring it to the bed now, are they? Uh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put the special message in there, like leaving it at the porch uh Just come on in. The door's unlocked, and I'm, you know, bring it right up beside my bed.
1: I like it on the left side, (laughs) if you don't mind. Um, Hey, Jess
2: Stuck, welcome.
1: Hey, Jess. I imagine uh, that could get a little bit risky. A little bit. Um, Uh No
2: Waffles and sausage on five, please. Um,
1: Actually, the only time I've, well, I've, I've only been taking Uber twice. One was several years ago, I think we're meeting you over at that pool hall place one time. Uh, I think it was you, <laughs> at least the best of my memory. And uh-huh. then uh, a, a few months ago, and uh, that person, I guess they must've been warned not to talk to the people they pick up because uh-huh. she never said one word other than where are you going? Or I guess uh-huh. we already, we may have already covered that, but yeah, it's. Welcome
2: she, Crimson. Not not a word. Hey, Crimson. Um, Torch. That's a possibility. Torch said, uh, "Brought up a possible topic of discussion is vaccinations. Um, you know, they oh, have people, a vaccination lottery going on in one state.
1: It's New York, isn't it? Is, it? is it New York? I didn't know they had that much money. Or um, was it Wisconsin, Michigan, or somebody? I like that? think
2: it was like Wisconsin or somebody like that. Yeah." I thought, uh, yeah, Cuomo, dollar, dollar, dollars.
1: I thought Cuomo was doing something else. I thought hey, he was a, giving G&B, stuff away.
2: Welcome. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Well,
1: <laughs> Cuomo is giving
2: stuff away, but um. Oh, I think Jess Boston says it's Ohio, so maybe several yeah, of them are uh, giving stuff away. No, no, she's right. It is Ohio. That's right. Yeah, because um, I was thinking of Robert when they said that, but I'm like, oh, no, it's a couple of states off there. <laughs> or, or one or two at least. Um, yeah, we
1: never accused him of living in Ohio. It's always no. Idaho, Idaho
2: or yeah, love those potatoes. Yeah,
1: uh, we haven't heard from Robert lately, so uh yeah, no. I don't. Maybe that night that he tried to call in that we weren't sure that it was him. <laughs> oh, Jill, okay, I got you.
2: Um Yeah, um yeah, we yeah. We haven't heard from him or his brother in a while, so um, I think that he was taking time off because of all the stupid trolls that were coming off, you know, through here. That's what we need to do, Donald Wayne. We need to create a live streaming platform that is troll-free. Troll-free.
1: Wait, I'd actually, say. we haven't had a problem with trolls in a few weeks. Have you noticed that? No. Well, now, now they will just come we streaming, streaking through the door. Maybe, um, maybe we're not raiding trolls anymore. The trolls have
2: abandoned us. Uh, Oh, we're not (laughs) troll-worthy, are we? Well, I don't know exactly how to take that. Um,
1: uh, Need to check and see if anybody else is having that problem, or maybe they're they're on a hiatus.
2: Just said they had him on slightly last night. Uh Uh-oh.
1: Well, I don't know. I guess uh, we don't rate trolls anymore. Oh, well.
2: (laughs) All right. I'm not gonna get too broken up about it so no,
1: it, there's other things that we can worry about, right? Yeah indeed. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about tonight, did you know <laughs> that you can make rubber from dandelions?
2: No, I did not. I was talking to somebody uh, earlier this week about oh the thing is a misses about making dandelion tea. I did not know that you can make rubber out of them, though.
1: Well, according to this article, you can. This this is an article. Uh, it says it's on the Good News Network. So, uh, first time I've seen this little little uh, network, but they have a story here. It says rubber ma- Rubber made from dandelions is making tires more sustainable, and it's truly a wondrous plant. So, I guess you can make tea. And you can make rubber for your tires.
2: Well, somebody uh, was it? Eric was just saying something about latex. Um, hmm.
1: I I don't know. Uh. Well, let me see what these little folks say about that. Um, as companies continue to search for more environmentally regenerative materials to use in manufacturing, the tire industry is beginning to revisit old Soviet method of rubber cultivation using a plant that is considered a pesky weed in the West, and that's dandelions. A major tire company in Germany has partnered with the University of Aachen, I guess it's Aachen, to, oh, bless pro- you. <laughs> to produce <laughs> dandelion rubber tires in a bid to cut back on landfill waste, microplastic pollution, deforestation, and economic coving uh, covering <laughs> There you go. It's culture R- related to rubber tree cultivation. While the concept <laughs> of dandelion rubber seems like a Harry Potter spell waiting to happen. As mentioned previously, it was actually developed by the Soviet union in their quest for self sufficiency. Mm. Uh, reporting from the, from the DW oh, tell, perfect. Hmm. I don't remember that <laughs> tells a story of a scavenger hunt across the largest country ever and the testing of more than one thousand different specimens before dandelions growing in Kazakhstan were found to be the perfect fit. Previously, the world used rubber trees, uh, mostly—I'm not—I don't even know how to pronounce that word—from Brazil. But during the Second World War, the major powers of the USSR, UK, and US and Germany were all cultivating dandelions for rubber manufacturing. I have never heard that story before. After the war ended, demand and supply gradually returned to Brazil and eventually to synthetic tires made from petrochemicals. Um, So let's see. Capable of growing as we know, practically anywhere dandelions need very little accommodation in the country or business agriculture profile. Uh, the Taraxagum research team of Continental hypothesizes they could even be grown in the polluted land or on around old industrial parks. Furthermore, the only additive needed during the rubber extraction process is hot water, unlike HAVA, which requires use of organic solvents that pose a pollution risk if they're not disposed of properly. So, um, hey, you know, there, there may be one of those green, uh, environmental, uh, issues solved here by using dandelions for rubber. Interesting. Plus it also helps increase the, uh, bee, the bee population. If you plant more dandelions, they'll just go nuts over all the extra dandelions. Oh,
2: you know, and I just thought they were weeds.
1: Um, <laughs> well, that's what people consider so. them. But uh, well, now, hey, you know, if you had enough acreage, you could probably make a little money growing uh-huh. dandelions and for tea. You
2: know, uh-huh. yeah. uh, nothing like a dandelion farmer. Um, you got <laughs> some
1: <extra>, He's <laughs> got some extra if anybody needs any. Oh, do um, you? It yeah. <laughs> probably takes a few acres to make some rubber for tires, but uh, it's a start. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Um,
2: well, you know, um, how about the, the, uh, and the, how will the intelligence community UFO report deal with the true unknowns? I wish I had the X-Files music right this second, but, the, uh, Washington examiner Tom Rogan says that, uh, the reports that say that something hasn't happened are always interesting to me because as we know, there are known knowns. There are things we know, we know. We also know there are known unknowns. That is to say, we know there are some things we do not know. Do you know? But there are also unknown unknowns. The ones we don't know, we don't know. What? Can you dig? (laughs) Did you write that? (laughs) I think he's got glaucoma. Um, So this is, (laughs) that was... That was actually by the uh, defense secretary, Donald Rumsfeld, back in February 2002, and that's about par for the course with him. Well, that's Um, why. Yeah. Um, in, (laughs) In June, the office of the director of national intelligence is scheduled to provide an intelligence community report to Congress on unidentified flying objects or what the Pentagon refers to as Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Phenomena. (laughs) Phenomena. You can't say that word without singing that song. I
1: dare you to try. Well, you Um, can't, but uh, obviously.
2: uh, Well, you know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right, B.P.? Uh, This report matters, the writer says. Credible military witnesses and radar data suggest that UFOs may have been flying around in U.S. airspace since or even prior to the Second World War. The vast majority of UFOs are weather or astrological phenomena. Ouch. Misidentified airframes or the products of defective witness reports i.e. they were high. But some UFOs are true unknowns. That is to say, objects which have evaded uh, exhaustive attempts at identification. Those UFOs are the subject on which the Senate Select Committee of, on Intelligence, led by then-Chairman Marco Rubio, sought answers when it requested this intelligence community report back in 2020. What can we expect? What should we expect? Well, much of the report's content is likely to fall within a classified annex held there to protect the sources and methods of U.S. intelligence-gathering efforts, like, uh, you know, beating aliens, I guess. I'm not sure. What is something's ringing? You have a gray in your room, Donald Wayne. A what? Don't let them touch you. There'll be what? no probings on my watch. <laughs> what? But, but if Director of National Intelligence Avril Haynes accedes to the Senate's Democratic mandate, the report should include four public findings. Yes, um, BP, we'll get to that. Hey, Arb97. First, the assessment that some credible UFOs are very likely to be capabilities Uh, operated by other arms of the U.S. government or foreign adversaries. Tyler Rogaway recently documented this concern in detail at the war zone. A standout consideration here is the possibility that China and Russia are using U.S., Canada, or Central American-based civilian aircraft and civilian freighters as launch platforms for balloon or drone-based air operations in u.s. military training areas well this will not stand um such tactics might feasibly evade u.s. military sensors designed to detect foreign military submarines and aircraft for example but balloons would appear to offer a particularly cheap and deniable means of signal and electronic intelligence collections against u.s. military assets i mean and it goes on and on so i'm not going to read the whole thing because it goes on forever um But you know, indeed the intelligence community's first responsibility is to gather and corroborate information that can be used to inform the nation's national security leadership, as directed by Congress. With this report, Director Haynes, um, yeah, I like the underwear, and the intelligence community have an obligation to provide people with the best assessment of the available information. The possibility that something extraordinary is occurring is no longer a legitimate excuse for deflection. Release the report. My gosh, oh, yeah, it's coming. They keep well, that- building it up, and they're building it up and building it up. I hope it's something really significant that comes out, because um, I mean, this buildup is just almost just ridiculous.
1: Uh, it's funny we were talking about UFOs because there was something on uh, Tucker Carlson tonight uh, and they were showing video the whole time they were talking to this guy. And uh, you know, some of that stuff looked pretty real.
2: Man, I think they're building us up for the invasion, Donald Wayne. <laughs> There's been a steady
1: stream. I mean, this guy's you saying know, they can't continue lying to us about this stuff.
2: No. Exactly. Which planet are they coming from, Mr. Congressman?
1: okay all right uh vp spurring you on there we want to know no (laughs) there's no life on that planet pick something you know say mars you know
2: venus well they just said there was weird waters and uh you know i'll I'll hold on to it i'll hold on to it hey brendan Uh, hey brendan um, yeah, I wouldn't just, suck. I'd be like, Oh no, they got enough problems of their own. Um, <laughs> we got, we got about 30 miles left in the tank. Let's, let's keep going. So what? Hey, host. Welcome. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, <laughs> you waiting on me? Oh, Brendan wants oh. to call in. Did he? Whoops. Uh, boy, that thing <laughs> goes by so quick. Well, oh, the strip! The strip. I mean, the it's
2: strip it's now. Rapid. It's a ticker
1: tape. So, uh,
2: Brennan, what you want to what you want to chat about there, Brendan? Brennan may not have been here in the beginning for the call policy. Put down in the chat what you'd like to speak about so we can get you up in the bubble.
1: Yeah, put it in the chat, and and after I do this this little story, we'll see where we're at. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it goes so quick now. I mean, it's not up there five seconds before. It disappears. Oh, um, I think
2: Brendan had had a, a butt bubble, a butt a butt ah,
1: touch. Okay,
3: all
2: right. Oh, Cubella's raising. We got a hand raising up. You oh. have something to say, Cubella? <laughs> from the you. <laughs> does, that, does that mean uh, she wants to uh, talk? I don't know. Or the stop in the. Oh, day. See, or yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, stop. she wants to talk. Oh, okay. No, not stop. Oh, I'm so confused talk yes
1: uh- <laughs> all right um go ahead donnelly uh, uh, whoops no she's calling in all right calling i got to it quickly hey q bell
3: afternoon how is everyone
1: doing
2: great how are doing you good
3: doing good well i was hoping you guys were checking the live chat um I had made a couple comments about um, <laughs> holographic alien ships in the skies to force non-believers into the tunnels before the CMP the CME hits.
2: Oh, look at! I uh, scroll back now. I see it. Yeah, the inner Earth.
3: Uh. Yeah, yeah the um, UFOs are coming from inside of Earth. Nothing extra. Nothing extraterrestrial. So well, there's
2: I- been a lot of talk about that too. About they found a new layer to the core oh. and it was about the hollow earth and uh in yeah. that theory, so there's a lot of talk about that a lot of grumblings yeah. About
1: yeah, that came up in, in our conversation tonight uh at what dinner about, time
3: what about the dinner. 50 million the civilization of 50 million underground supposedly that's there sorry about my fur babies in the background being all fur babyish
2: oh no you're fine we have
1: all we have fur babies too oh. so Uh, So, BP, were you trying to call in, or is that another mistake? BP, did you... Were you intentionally dialing? Uh, No, I have not heard about that. Uh, That civilization.
3: 50, Uh, yeah. 50
1: million, that's pretty substantial there. So,
3: supposedly, every 12... uh, Yes, well, I initially heard 5 mil, and then I heard... 20 mil and then i heard 50 mil and then i also heard that children that are going missing are being taken underground to repopulate so there's a bunch of different crazy stuff going on right Mm.
2: Mm. yeah (laughs) well you know i i live in the world that anything is possible so
1: you know is that the world you um, live in
2: yes it is i was wondering what that was (laughs) yeah I I don't have a name for it yet, but yes, that is the world. That that explains a lot of things. (laughs) Does it though? Does it It really? (laughs) Don't think. Um,
1: Yeah. Think that it does. (laughs) Um, Uh, What?
3: (laughs) She said, "Play with me, mom."
1: Oh, there you go.
3: Don't play with that bitch.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
3: (laughs) I broke Eric's rule.
1: well, they don't get jealous. Dennis Dennis is keeping score on that. So, you know, I think there's a there's put. Did you put money in the jar, Dennis? Lee? Why do I have to put money in the jar? Hey, you're
2: responsible um, for callers. What can I geez. say? Um, yeah. Cubella, we cover a lot of that on Tall Tale. So, I've, I, you know, I've, I've heard that I hadn't heard the 50 million number, but there's been a lot of inner earth talk um, here over the last few months yeah no.
3: and is it the is the talk a regenerate regeneratory uh, for when you know after the cme hits and there's no um electricity no internet no running water and everything goes a wire above and you know after the thousand years and everybody starts coming up you know that that kind of thing or is it, no 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 just
2: it? of the, just of the um just of the you know the the, they keep going towards the theory of the hollow earth and there's something more to it there's something there and
3: yeah so that all kind of
2: ties in together it's
3: being hidden away for the purpose of okay so basically we are we will all see the theory is that we will all see this cme take place everyone across the planet we'll know when it happens we will be able to see Cuba, Cuba, it.
2: Give, give them the definition of a CME so everybody understands
3: coronal mass ejection there you go so when that happens we will all see it and you know some can say it's the shock heard or you know heard around the world or the shot across the bow um just really depends on how you perceive the bible um, I'm hoping religion is not something that is off topic. And in, in the
2: no, no, as long as we're either. not sacrificing small animals, we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, being no. a
3: fur mom, I'm. Uh,
2: there you lizard. go. Well, then we don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, the the you know, there's been a lot more. There's been a lot of increased activity, a lot of increased solar activity. Yes. Um, they just recorded one of the largest. Um, Ma- uh, mass ejections uh, here here in the past what three weeks to a month ago or something like that just yeah. haven't been aimed you know a lot of these haven't been aimed in our direction so we've been spared
3: right um, so it, it, they're going to get larger <clears throat> now now what's basically going to happen is we're going to have a light show it's it's going to be um, people are going to be basically standing outside. Um, looking at a sun that they've never seen before, because it's going to be dulled, they'll actually be able to look at it and it's going to be amazing. Um, you know, men can fall to their knees in disbelief. That may not be applicable to some, to others. It fits very well. And well, that's
2: interesting because you did have you did also uh, probably hear about the report that uh uh what's his name uh was working on um or i wanted to test it to where they could actually dim the sunlight on earth
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah did you hear that and they finally mm-hmm. told Bill Gates oh no we're gonna have to hold off on that no, on that dim of the they, lights
3: that means they probably f- figured it out yeah exactly so, that's what I'm saying it all yeah, kind of ties together they figured it out so what's yeah. going to happen is we're going to have this light show we're going to look at the sun and the clock starts ticking okay so once we see whoops, sorry I'm cutting zucchini um once we see that happening we are basically on the clock 18 to 19 hours and the vaccination in my opinion is now I have my 61-year-old mother sitting in front of me. She was waving, and um, hope she she's never heard me say this. So hopefully she doesn't take this the wrong way. But in a natural selection sort of way, people are saying that the vaccinations are a way of thinning the herd. So when the CME hits and all sh- shit goes, excuse me, that's my strike too. Um When everything <laughs> goes haywire and everything, you know, goes to S-H-Y-T, we are looking at a panic, massive chaos, and um, everybody's trying to get into the tunnels. Okay? We're creating tunnels. Go ahead.
2: No, that sounds like a... What's that movie that just came out with... um, Was it Gerard Butler, wasn't it? Um. Greenfield, or... I no. haven't
1: seen it. If it's,
2: I saw a movie like that. Uh, yeah, but it was a it was a uh, a meteor, or a comet. It was a comet that was coming,
3: so you and sure they had to go the to sun? the tunnels. Are you sure it was no, the sun no. expanding?
2: Well, it could be, but yeah. for the movie, for the story, they Netflix. say, yeah, right. You saw that? It was a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> it it was first actually only aired
3: in Japan because they thought the really? American people would be too afraid. Yeah.
2: Well, I, yeah. I mean, it, we just came off of twenty twenty and everybody's like, Oh no, twenty twenty is gonna be so much better. I was like, Well this is kinda of like a you know an appetizer. So right. let's
3: <sighs> So this is um, twofold if I know I'm over my three minutes and I really appreciate you guys giving me the time. Um, yep. we we're looking at a situation where <sighs> we so again we're we're gonna see this thing in the sky we're gonna be like oh crap this is something that's never happened before maybe all those crazy conspiracy theory people are right let's go see what they're up to where they're going I'm gonna follow them they're all going inside the tunnels oh crap wait I don't get to go into a tunnel why because I have a vaccination why don't you get to go into the tunnel with the vaccination now there's also the other way to think about it maybe only the people that have been vaccinated get entrance into the tunnel
0: Mm, but you well, got to
3: think about this which greater population is going to be at the door the non-vaccinated or the vaccinated
2: you know you bring up something very interesting and, and what i'd like to do Kubella is to invite you over to tall tales um okay. we'll be breaking out this weekend we've been kind of remodeling the old uh the old show and we're going to break back out this saturday i don't know if your schedule permit but um, we was, we started about ten o'clock in the evening on East East Coast time. I'd like you to bring that back up, and we can go we can go over that a little deeper because um, this, 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 this is a very interesting topic. Saturday, yeah, Saturday, Saturday at ten o'clock.
3: B seven my time. I'm in Arizona.
1: Oh, you near Maricopa County? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am
3: I am in I am in Tucson, my friends. Oh, oh Tucson. I like What's Tucson. the Tucson of yeah we're, yeah, we're pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Well, what uh, is the name of the, the show? Uh, is it's Sorry. Tall
2: Tales in the Rabbit Hole. Oh, yeah, so Tall I, Tales I, in the I, Rabbit I t- Hole. Uh, if you click t- on t- my little t- icon t- here in the show and you click follow, I think that'll set you up.
1: Yeah, and that'll kind of yeah, tie I don't you where know, the cave is close to us, Dennis Lee. Uh,
2: yeah, there's in several between caves. here and I Rome. I don't know if we want. I don't know if I want to get. I want to get held up in the cave up there, uh, right up there above Blue Ridge. I don't know.
1: No, don't it's know. not Blue Ridge. Just it's, it's between okay. here and, and Rome. Nothing um,
2: against anybody from Blue Ridge.
1: And just it was just, actually um, a, a <laughs> nightclub during Prohibition. They used oh, this well, because the entrance be to the some, cave. Some old whiskey. It was so huge. No. They used it. Uh, they had a little <laughs> speakeasy going on down there. Out oh, in the right. woods. In the woods.
2: Yeah. Hey, welcome music so, man. But so yeah, if you guys uh, want me to up, go
3: ahead and sit down, I'll I'll follow you. Yeah, and, if you'd uh, like
2: to come down into the chat, but thank you for coming on and we welcome yeah, you to come on. Again in. Anytime.
3: Absolutely.
2: My, um but uh first, yeah. This is
3: my first time is checking in with you guys, so I appreciate it. Well, thank
2: you. Uh, thank that you. deserves a, a, an applause there, Donald Wayne. Oh, if you'd like to yeah. give her the clap, that would be uh, that would oh, well, be don't great. Be to, don't give it. Don't.
3: I'll take a round of applause. I'll take it. I'll take a round of applause. There you
2: uh, go.
1: There you, you go. Thank you, Tubbella. You know, Thank <laughs> you so <laughs> Thank much. We sent Dennis sport. Lee to school and buys books, and, and this is still how he acts. So you know. I'll
3: be. I'll. I'll be. I'll be grinning from the chat room and and my grill. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go put some burgers on the grill. All,
1: All right. So <laughs> we'll enjoy. Thanks, Tubbella. All
3: right. No problem.
1: Um yeah yeah i
2: I'd heard about that uh by the way so yeah that's something I'd, I'd i mean I've, reel I've into the show
1: read about the stories about you know what will happen when the sun starts diminishing and and those right. those times but uh i haven't i haven't uh heard what what y'all were talking about all right um where are we where are okay uh you want to talk about food for a minute?
2: Sure, go ahead. Actually,
1: with her, you know, cutting stuff up for dinner. Did she say steaks? She's going
2: to grill. Uh, She said she's going to grill some steaks, and she was cutting up Mm -hmm. cucumbers. Yeah, yeah. Burgers,
1: oh, burgers, huh? Oh, burgers. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, (laughs) here's another nifty thing that's come along.
2: Oh, zucchini squash. Yeah.
1: Uh, There's an app that lets you buy leftover food from your favorite restaurants. Dennis Lee.
2: Okay,
1: that's not it, happening. <laughs> it's, it's not scraped off the plate. It's, no, it's, that's okay. You know, when they make too much rice or too much, you know. Um, well, let me let me just go through this.
2: You, no, yeah, go right ahead, sir. Okay,
1: but it, it says that it would save one hundred and fifty thousand meals a day globally if if people would participate in this. So, um, and this is another uh, item from Good News Network. And the article says, a different kind of food service app is allowing loyal customers to pay cut rates. So you get a a discount in order to rescue restaurant food before it goes into the waste bin. Too Good to Go is the name of the app. (laughs) Offers buyers a grab bag of nearly wasted yet perfectly good food for takeaway as a method of cutting back on food waste and helping support the restaurant industry as 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 easy as throwing it away the simplicity of too good to go is the key to its success rather than other apps uh, of a similar sort that allow customers to pick up and choose which items they want to save too good to go offers only bags of whatever food the restaurants have now that might be a problem truer to the spirit of the enterprise one would think the app was a was among several winners of last uh, of i 'm sorry fast companies twenty twenty one world changing ideas award who reports that forty percent of food in America is wasted now that's that's pretty sad though if you think about that amount, especially right. with all the hungry people in the world uh, and right. even in our own country you know uh, the homeless that that probably could uh, use a decent meal. But it's impossible to know how much food really does end up in the landfills, but it's possible to know how many meals too good to go has prevented from going there. Originally available only in a few selected American cities, they've sold 200,000 meals that were merely hours from going into the garbage. Over 1,500 restaurants have signed up in cities like DC, New York, Boston, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, and Los Angeles. Uh, Gee, we don't have one here, Dennis Lee, so you don't have to worry about it. Now present in 15 countries, 150,000 orders are going out the door per day across a user base of around 37 million people, saving a mind-boggling amount of food waste. This is, also, uh, this is also easier on the restaurant since it's nearly impossible to guess and predict uh, what will be available at the end of any given night. Decomposing food in landfills is a major source of methane, a short-term greenhouse gas that nevertheless could, in theory, cause climate-related damages before disintegrating after a decade. We think we can save more than two million meals from the trash in the U.S. in 2021 already. Lucy Bosch, co-founder of Too Good to Go, told Fast Company that's thousands of tons of emissions avoided. So, you know, I have you never not wondered, you know, what do they do with all that food? Because I've I've been through Kroger late in the afternoon. You know, and now they have these salad bars, the sushi bars, and all that food, and you just wonder where all that stuff they've got in these little containers is going to go. Of course, that's not really a restaurant, but it's the same situation. Um, So now that's an option. (laughs) Maybe not for you. Well, you know, what I would do, um,
2: I would send it to other people. But I know me and, you know, myself, that um, I would order it. And have good intentions of eating it and you know it would probably end up in the trash because i just couldn't bear it so i would probably be more apt to buy it and send it to somebody else you know not that i would be trying to do it to to kill them or something i just i just just couldn't i just couldn't i just couldn't couldn't do it okay so you send somebody something
1: that that you wouldn't eat yourself is that what you're saying
2: Well, you know, that they would be like, look, you know, I I, I like to do that. Do you? (laughs) Okay, well, here you go. Um, I was going to send you an edible arrangement, but here you go. Here's half my cheeseburger um, and stuff. But
1: since I'm talking about food, if that doesn't get you, let me. There's one more little food item that I can throw in with that. And it says New tech makes perishable, perishable, perishable food. (laughs) That was my Texas accent coming out. Makes perishable food last for months without a fridge, helping farmers and the planet. A food tech startup in upstate New York has developed technology to preserve food without refrigeration for months beyond when it would normally spoil without the use of artificial preservatives. Poised to cut down on the millions of tons of food waste worldwide, it it also has the potential to transform agriculture in developing countries where refrigerated shipping containers and trains are rare or expensive. Have you ever wondered why we don't devote more cropland to growing fruits and vegetables instead of grains, since they're much more nutritious? Uh, I guess I've never pondered that. you never thought about that, have you? Never. (laughs) You're thinking about the caves. The reason is food spoilage, a problem that costs $14 billion in waste in India alone. As soon as Jeez. a harvest is reaped, a clock begins to tick until oxygen damaged and bacteria render a product inel- inedible. Uh, farther Farms' proprietary CO2 pasteurization technology is a simple fix that can prolong packaged food, shelf life, and room temperature Past 90 days. Their first demonstration, French fries, oh boy, a healthy food, would normally need to be frozen to survive trips between production facilities and the supermarkets. They can't be pasteurized like other goods since the rapid heating with steam would turn them into mush. Instead, Farther Farms puts them into special packaging and fills it with supercritical CO2 preventing damage from oxidation and suffocating bacteria. Growing up in India and far- in a farming family, co-founder Vapul Saran developed Farther Farms as a grad student at Cornell University. His familiarity with the cost and difficulties of managing to move agriculture products, in his case, potatoes, from farms into towns and cities before they spoiled uh, has spurred this development in the technology. The whole goal was basically how can we look into new innovative food processing technology that can allow us to create value-added food products from these perishable food products, which avoids the need and dependency as much possible on refrigeration and freezing. So anyway, that's, uh, that's on the horizon as well. So, Some of that food, uh, you don't have any idea how long it's been. Oh yeah, we picked that last year. Uh,
2: But well, I don't know if how many people have seen that show on Netflix called Rotten, that actually shows the different. Yeah, it shows the different. Once you watch it, you'll you get a you get a bigger look into what actually happens the course of that product getting to your table or getting in your hands avocados i mean you wouldn't think that people would be getting murdered for avocados um murdered for avocados murdered yeah why is that yeah i mean it's because it's uh controlled some of that's controlled by cartel oh well i guess Um, where they come from south american yeah um so it's just yeah. I encourage people to watch that series. They've got uh, covers, uh, avocados, coca, um, sugar cane, all that, and it's all got death wrapped around it. And just it's just gonna blow your mind. It'll really blow your mind. Um, but speaking of food, I mean, since we're on the food train here, um, <clears throat> you know. Kristen Bell says her husband, Dax Shepard babysat her as she tried hallucinogenic mushrooms. Uh, I don't think they were going on her salad. Um, Babysat. Yeah. Babysat. Well, here, you know, explain it here. Um, (laughs) now you know who Kristen Bell is. If everybody knows who Kristen, Kristen Bell is, I think that she's still maybe partially relevant. Um, her, well, Dax Shepard, uh, you probably recognize him um, if you saw a picture of him. He's been on several movies, a lot of comedies. Uh, he's the, he's Kristen Bell's husband and for, has been for about seven years, the father of her child. And he was also her babysitter while she was doing drugs. Um, seems that Kristen Bell spent her last birthday in a good place thanks to her husband, Dak Shepard. Um, you know, and, uh, we might not want to let the kiddos listen to this cause you know, she was also one of the stars in frozen, uh, revealed that the, she experimented with psychedelic mushrooms last year to try to help with her depression and, and anxiety. And she shared her experience on Sean Hayes podcast, uh, hippo, hypochondriac on May 12th. Um, and, uh, she said that she read Michael Pollan's book *How to Change Your Mind*, explaining he really goes into detail about his underground academic community that has continued to study the effects of LSD and psilocybin. Um, say yes, uh, psilocybin on what they call healthy normals. Um, you know, I think we talked about it a few shows ago that uh, psilocybin was becoming legal in, I think, Washington and definitely California. Yeah. Um, Bell noted there are aspects to those who put per- particular drugs that the places you can go in your brain are much deeper and more healing than anything else. She then became really interested in doing mushrooms to feel what kind of doors open and have a trip that was my own. Um, and I can just see her tripping on mushrooms, you know, um singing the different songs <laughs> in the frozen movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's uh... uh
2: that's a little too much. It's yeah. a little um um fortunately <laughs> for her she was married to, right, right. Um fortunately for her, she's married to the right guy for the job. He says, I'm very lucky to be married, or she says, I'm very lucky to be married to an ex drug addict. Bell joked of Shepherd. Not only did he know where to get the mushrooms. He got that really nice quality organic set and setting, beautiful mushrooms, and then he um, babysat me. I, You know, I don't know if that's good for her to um, lay that on him to go get them, being that he is a recovered drug addict, but uh, hey, you know, whatever. Um, She recalled the conversation she had with the father of her two daughters during which she laid out her instructions for the occasion. Um, I said, I really would like to experience this and I don't want to, I'm not going to party with it, but I want to know what this feels like. And I want to talk while I'm doing it. (laughs) And I want you to talk to me. (laughs) And he took me on a walk around the neighborhood and it was so lovely. The actress 40 shared, um, Oh, well, you know, and it goes a little <laughs> deeper and I don't know that I'm going to uh, explain the rest of it. I would on another show, but, um, so we'll post this article on Facebook if you want to read the rest of it. But, uh, yeah, Kirsten Bell, you know, um, not only was she a frozen star, she likes to do the mushrooms. So you can see more about her experience on her Facebook page.
1: I, I'm sad to say, Dennis Lee, that uh, our our discussion about trolls was a little <laughs> premature. Premature.
2: <tonight. laughs> it was a
1: little premature tonight.
2: A little premature. Uh, well, it somebody the warned tonight. me
1: about that. You know, don't Damn, look, everybody don't look, look away.
2: Don't uh, look anybody in
1: the eyes. What did you What did you do with What did you do with Biden? Oh, okay. What did I do with Brian? <laughs> oh, yeah, just...
2: I don't know. we kind of rumors you're starting here, Donald <laughs> Wayne? But it's going to be
1: tolerated. To Come it. on, <laughs> man!
2: What? Come on, man! How many I... push ups you gonna do? I, um,
1: I need a. Okay. I I found him. He was hiding. Oh. Um.
2: Well, oh, Brendan. No discussion on what. Um. Probably the, the mushrooms. No. <laughs> I make sure what topic you're talking about here. Biden it's, in the unfortunately, basement. unfortunately the trolls have brought up other topics. So,
1: I think that we've uh, we've seen more of Biden lately than I've really wanted to, but
2: yeah, uh, you know. yeah, like like just said, Biden's in the basement. Yeah, he's like, come on, man.
1: I mean, that, I saw that thing that you were talking about last night with him in the F one fifty. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. and then they all they all got excited when he sped down that, I don't know where it looked like he was on the salt flats or something. Uh, you know I mean? It it looked, looked like the desert. (laughs) And then I I saw something that said that he wasn't really driving that. Did, did you see that? That, But he was in the driver's seat. I know, but it was some, they're, they're implying that it was a remote controlled car or something. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I'm serious. It was on uh, Twitter today, I believe. Uh, I, I don't know if I saved that one or not. Oh,
2: well. Oh, that's that's been a big thing here, Brendan. Um, actually, there's several. And if you, you being a first-time listener, if you want to click on my icon and go to Tall Tales, there's several episodes that we've done calling out um, the pharmaceutical industry over um, making, uh, especially opiates. Um and getting people so utterly dependent on those but we've done more than a few shows about that so i encourage you to go back through those episodes and um and listen and you're always welcome to come on there and we can go further into that i'm always um for going we always out, after, about drugs uh, <laughs> i'm always after i'm always looking to go after big pharma and big corporations that
1: just don't give a rat's ass about us us little people so I actually saw Kirstie Alley on uh, Tucker tonight as well. But he had interviewed her on Tucker Carlson on Fox Nation. And she was actually very interesting. Of course, you know, she's come out being a conservative, but she was talking about drugs and and she doesn't get the dependency in Hollywood uh, on drugs, even though, you know, she at one time was, uh, you know, had a drug problem herself. But she said, you know, instead of just pumping more drugs into people, find out what's wrong in their life and fix that. So it it was kind of neat. I'm going to try to watch that on Fox Nation and see that Kirstie Alley interview because she was she was interesting. Very, very blunt about what's going on in Hollywood and talked about how, you know, she used to be have lots of friends and everything. And she even voted Mm -hmm. for Barack Obama both times. But she said, "Soon as I came out and I voted for Donald Trump and and 2016, all of a sudden I started losing friends. <laughs> all those people that she says I'm the same person that they liked before, except I voted for somebody they didn't want me to vote for. So, but anyway, she was talking about drug addiction, and since you brought up pharmaceuticals, and so I think it's probably a pretty good, um,
2: pretty yeah. good interview. A lot of hypocrisy in Hollywood for sure."
1: Yeah, to say the least. All right, so I got a, a little uh, little Joe Biden segment here. That's no, not really Joe Biden, you know, but he leads us into it. Come on, man. Well, he tries to lead us into it.
3: Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man.
1: Used to convey everything from sarcasm my heart breaks come on well that wasn't the right come on man <laughs> that was somebody interview okay well anyway to heck with that uh, this story is it's, it's, it's an old one but i was i was looking for some goofy stuff some goofy things that people would do and there was a prankster that put his head in a microwave oven in england and they filled it full of cement around his head did uh, what <laughs> brendan it,
2: brendan is this going on over there we're gonna have to have wait right.
1: no it's in england i it. thought he
2: was aren't you in canada i thought brendan was in canada no oh my goodness i'm sorry brendan we didn't mean to insult you oh um donald wayne didn't read I, yeah, I got you. I'm sorry.
1: See,
2: I'm sorry. No, he's from the UK, Donald Blaine.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then maybe uh-huh. you heard about that story. It says, I mean, it's several years old, but it's Prankster Cement's Head in Microwave Oven. Uh, it's, uh, let's see. I don't know if I even got the source here. I probably forgot to get that. But it says, yeah. uh, maybe you'll know the town if I pronounce it properly says firefighters in Wolverhampton, England, say they're, they were seriously unimpressed after five of them had to spend an hour dealing with a case of uh, someone cementing their head inside a microwave oven. The West Midlands Fire Service says a 22-year-old man <laughs> it describes as a YouTube prankster and his friends poured several bags of fast-hardening product into an unplugged microwave oven. Well, at least they unplugged it first. Uh, They were using as a mold around the man's head, which was protected by a plastic bag. Firefighters say that by the time they were called, the man's friends had been trying to free him for over 90 minutes and had given him an air tube to help him breathe. Um, The firefighters had to call a technical rescue team to help free the man, which involved taking apart the microwave oven and very carefully removing the cement from around his head using a screwdriver. must not have been very hard cement. As funny as this sounds, this young man could have quite easily have suffocated or have been seriously injured uh, with the screwdriver. All of the group involved were very apologetic, but this was clearly a Call out of which might have prevented us from um, actually answering a call that could have been a genuine emergency somewhere else. So I just found that hard to believe. Somebody, number one, would stick their head in the microwave oven, or two, that they would um, actually pour cement in it. So, but uh, if you know where Wolverhampton, England is. Brendan. Well, actually Brendan said he's from there are you really oh, there it everywhere. wasn't yeah. you Brendan that did this <laughs> no. <laughs> he's not well, going to
2: claim it he's not going to claim it Donald Wayne
1: uh it, it, like I said it was several years ago but it was the only goofy thing that I could find on there but uh and then his friends wait 90 minutes an hour and a half before they call someone to help uh I guess they at least had the forethought to stick a straw in his mouth before they put the concrete in there. I mean, I don't know what they thought they were going to do with that. So, um, and post it on YouTube. Yeah. Look at this idiot. All right. Dennis Lee. That's the only stupid person I can talk about. Oh, on, come on, man.
2: <laughs> come on. How many push push-ups you want to do?
1: Yeah. You? That was the one uh, I was looking for.
2: Oh, that, that gets me every time. Oh, well, did you miss that?
0: Sorry, sir. Doing my best. Who made that man a gunner? I did, sir. He's my cousin. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. I know that. What's his name? That is his name, sir. Asshole. Major asshole. And his cousin? He's an asshole, too, sir. Gunners made first class Philip asshole. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow?
2: Well, at least everybody identified themselves. Um, <laughs> you we got one? A, I don't
1: know what it is.
2: <laughs> we a, you know, there's a woman that was shocked to find a rattlesnake in her shoe. And I want you to try and guess where she is from.
1: Uh, Wayne. Uh, rattlesnake s- in her shoe. Rattlesnake in her shoe? Uh, yeah. Texas?
2: Hey, bingo, we have a winner. Oh, give yourself all right. a clap, Donald all Wayne. Right. Just go well, ahead. Uh, give, you, you that you out. giving some um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's officially snake season in the U.S., and one woman in Texas found that out the hard way. Cassandra Oath, a resident of Green Tree, Midland, Texas, was spending her Saturday with her husband and two kids and doing some gardening. Ah, oh, yes reported local news, your basin. That's when she discovered something slithery had found itself a comfortable spot inside her shoe. Hmm. I picked up my muddy work tennis shoes, one in each hand, walked about 10 feet over to the planter, shook them four or five times, threw them down onto the pavement, and that's when I saw the snake in the right shoe. Um, Getting the snake out (laughs) was the hard part. Of the shoe, that is. Uh, so I did the only thing I could. Her husband, Larry, said, told your base. <laughs> I whacked it a few times. Uh, and it was stunned. So I could get the shoe and shake it out on the ground. Then he killed the reptile. Oh, come on, Larry. Which appeared to be a, ra- a baby rattlesnake. Well, that's different. Um, o, however, is now concerned about other snakes that might find her gardening appealing. Uh, my goodness, worrying about her one-year-old and five-year-old children, Cassandra told your basin it was the question of how many more of them are in our garage and we need to get rid of everything that is obstructing the floor. I guess they're planning on moving out. Um, Larry told your basin that they're going to t- talk to their five-year-old boy about the incident while keeping an extra close eye on him. And our one-year-old, well, you know, we're going to have to watch like a hawk for the next couple of years. Well, that goes without saying. They pick that snake up and put it in his mouth. Um, the authorities generally ask people to familiarize themselves with snakes. I mean, they, you know, like get to know your snake day, I guess, in the neighborhood. Um, in areas they plan to spend time in before venturing out, as per the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Um But in Oath's case, the snake made its way onto her own property, so the snake was in violation. Um, I'm extremely grateful I got to learn the lesson and relearn what I should have known, and it wasn't my children, uh, Cassandra told your base, and I'm glad that that's the way it worked out. Um, Snakes are cold-blooded. Oh, yeah, man, they're cold-blooded, explains the USDA Forest Service webpage. Um, you know, thanks for letting us know. Um, it appears that Shoe was probably a better candidate for the snake to stay cool rather than languishing in the open Texas heat. It do get a little hot out there. Um, <laughs> it Texas <do>? is home. <laughs> it do. Uh, Texas is home to six kinds of rattlesnakes, according to the Texas Parks and Wildlife. The majority of which are found in the western third or extreme west of the state, where Midland is located in another startling snake find. An Australian woman found a highly venomous black snake resting inside her handbag. Luckily, Mm. a snake catcher was successful in relocating the reptile before the young lady had a chance to make it into a handbag. So yeah, um, you got to watch what's in your shoe. I mean, really? Um, So go from that to uh, spicy food, since we're on the food train. Um, Hmm. And, um, you know, well, I say spicy food. There was a mom who accused a neighbor of force-feeding her son spicy ethnic food. Um, Force-feeding? Yeah, I don't know why she had to throw ethnic in there. I mean, spicy (laughs) food would have been enough. But, you know, hey, whatever. Um, A woman has shared... How her neighbor accused her of force feeding her child ethnic food while babysitting the little boy, and there's a big tic- picture of a tortilla. Um, posting to Reddit, the woman explained that she asked uh, was asked to look after Ben by his single mother that she called Linda for the purpose of anonymity. Um, when the time came for the seven year old to arrive, the poster who goes by the name uh, the Kawaii Pieces explained she dropped off her kid. She gave me his lunch, vegetable sandwich and orange juice, and told me not to give him any candies, that he is allergic to almonds. Okay, well, that's fairly good instructions there. Make sure not to spill any water on him uh, because, you know, he might turn into a gremlin. However, when (laughs) she began making lunch for herself of Roddy and brinjal Subzi, a type of eggplant curry, Ben wanted to try it too. Hey, it's got no almonds in it. What could be the harm? She revealed he ended up loving it and ate two roadies. I almost thought it said rotis. I mean, two roadies. Yeah, yeah. Two roadies. Is that like uh, on a, a traveling band? <laughs> um, yeah. Pronounce uh, R-O-T-I-S. So I'm just going to say oh. rotis. To rotis. Um, it, she said, I was happy to see him gulp all that up, but unfortunately he was full from the rotis, so he barely ate his sandwich. Shame. Uh, roti. Right. Uh, ro, roti. Okay, roti. Uh, when evening came, the mother returned to collect her child. Um, <laughs> but collect- she soon reached, yeah, no, I know. I'm here. I have my ticket. I'm here. Uh, but she soon returned, seeming pretty uh, PO'd. Uh, the Reddit post explained, she told me that I had no right to force feed her son ethnic food, and God only knows what's in it. She said that she was trying to transition her son into a, a vegan lifestyle, and I just sabotaged it from giving him food she has never even heard of. Um, she said, I tried to explaining to her that what he ate is completely vegan friendly, and is very healthy at that. And needless to say, yummy. Uh, Or else Ben wouldn't have eaten it all by himself. Uh, But she was in no mood to listen. She was saying something about how my food uh, would have been so spicy that it could cause her son to fall sick. And she's worried now. She also stated that her mother called her an an AH, which is... uh, (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, yeah, what what they were saying in the beginning there in my clip, um, the woman's story has now been liked over fourteen thousand times since it was posted on May f- May thirteenth. <clears throat> Many took to the comment sections to reassure her that she wasn't in the wrong. Look, yeah, asshat. Yeah, it c- could be asshat. <clears throat> um, look, the kid liked the food, and it didn't have almonds in it or any nuts. I mean. You know, expand the cancer horizon. She didn't say, well, the kid can't eat any roti. Um uh, one person, sweet sweetest pal, wrote, his delicate system can handle mayonnaise, salt, and raisins, and nothing else. I you really? know if Man. you've got a delicate system, I don't know that you could really handle mayonnaise. Uh, if you've ever looked at the ingredients in there. Um, so some people went so far as to claim that the mother had been acting racist um oh, nice. uh, with one one user saying that n t a Linda sounds racist <laughs> um one other person said not just foreign food, but gasp, it wasn't white people food. whoa, whoa, whoa there um recently, a picture of a young girl <laughs> who appears to have been engulfed by uh, what's in the world okay, yeah, um yeah, okay. But yeah, I mean, look—if you're asking somebody to watch your child, and it doesn't say how well they know each other either, um, you know—and she should have said, she should have noticed that she was in the middle of cooking something, and just said, "Hey, you know, that stuff you're cooking right there, he can't eat any of that either." Um, are well, you said, supposed to you let know. people
1: know if, if your child has any allergies or things that they shouldn't be eating? So, well,
2: if, And she did, but she didn't say you can't have any rotis or whatever the hell that <laughs> she is. She probably um, didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I, mean,
1: I don't know that that would pop into my head say, don't give that to my child.
2: And when, when, one last quick one. Um, there was a report <laughs> of a hangry Florida gator captured after chasing people through a Wendy's parking lot and this is no lie um, uh, even alligators can't resist um, going after some fast food when they're at Wendy's and on uh, Wendy's on Monday a gator caused quite a stir outside of one Wendy's in Florida uh, and began to chase pedestrians through the parking lot and this is actually a far, a, a fairly big uh, a gator Um so, as reported by a local affiliate, NBC2, the reptile measured seven feet and three inches and set local authorities on a wild goose chase, uh, well, actually a gator chase, as it wandered through the parking lot of several businesses in Lehigh Acres, Anchor, Florida. Officials from the Lee County Sheriff's Office had some fun while documenting the event on Twitter, writing, he may have just been hangry for a cheeseburger, but he gave many quite the scare. Um... And it's got pictures of the deputies wrangling the gator and, you know, doing what they do to hog tie a gator. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at the Lehigh Acres Fire Department were on hand to help, um, you know, the rescue division and also joked about the incident on Twitter. Um said in other <laughs> Florida news, we'll be experiencing a slightly de- delayed response time leaving Lehigh acres health and rehab they wrote and posted on a video of the gator walking slowly by the parking lot's fence so um (laughs) so then yeah it left wendy's and then went across to a rehab facility uh i guess i figured if he couldn't get any burgers you know what's the next best thing so after causing the chaos it went to the a health and rehab on, on Lee Boulevard where it was safely captured. No one got hurt. Um, but he still didn't get that burger. So I'm hoping at least they can get him like a baconator or something and throw that thing in there. It'd probably make a pretty good mascot for, uh, Wendy's down there in that area. You know, Hmm. they could, uh, tape its mouth and everybody come up there and pet the gator, you know, in the back room if
1: they wanted to. Um, (laughs) Well, I hope they have his jaws uh, tied <laughs> shut. Go um, ahead, Johnny. You can pet him. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, that's not your kid. <laughs>
2: oh boy! Here, let me see if I can take care of this. What? I can't leave this thing for a second here. Um, geez. Uh, yeah. So you know, that's uh, that was all that was going on in the corner there. Just some weirdness hey we'll okay. be here all, try the meatloaf if you will uh, <laughs> love it
1: okay whoa i hate that Sound that's, i know isn't that that's awful horrible. why did they even include that on there and it says beep did that sound like a beep to you no it
2: sounded like beep, something i would smash <laughs> if it kept going off in the room um that's
1: all that's right horrible. so as a as Very a public horrible. service dennis lee we're, yes. we're going we're going to give people tonight some options of jobs that they may not have thought about you know if things oh, aren't wow. just, you know if they haven't gone back to work you know oh. or are they just they're, they're itching for a change of scenery in the employment field um, I found this story on financebuzz.com by Matt. Mizzus, I don't know. It's Matt, as far as I know. Uh, it's called 15 Super Weird Jobs with Salaries That Are Just As Unusual. And I, I'm going to, since uh, we're clicking down here, I'll go through these fairly quickly. Um, if you've ever watched the, the show Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe, there's a good chance it opened your eyes to the existence of a countless number of odd jobs that fall way outside your typical nine to five routine. Uh, For each of these jobs that they have on our list, we sourced income information from a combination of reputable salary websites. We looked at the pay ranges for each job and created an average salary range to give a better idea of the potential compensation for each career. We define weird as either jobs you might not know existed or that would be considered strange for a child to express interest in doing when they grow up. Um, All right. So go through these. Um, The first one is elevator inspector. I don't really think that's all that weird, but, um, you know, so that's kind of self-explanatory. They just make sure the elevators work and the cables uh, are not likely to break. Their average salary range is 44000 to 81000 a year. That's not bad. Um, all you have to have is a high school diploma and then, you know, some on-the-job training. Uh, hmm. Nuclear power reactor operator, uh, I never really thought about that one myself. And, you know, they adjust the control rods, monitor reactors, and respond to abnormalities. Um one of the qualifications is that you're able to run quickly if instructed to do so education, uh, typically a high school diploma and extensive on the job training and pass a, an exam. And then you have to take that same exam yearly. And that average salary is 60,000 to 120,000 a year. What kind of
2: exam do they, you know, physical exam?
1: Well, well, you know, the running part. And then, uh, I guess that, you know, you know, all about the control rods and the monitor monitors that. Yeah.
2: I mean, if yeah, if Homer Simpson can get that job, I mean, really, (laughs)
1: um, I'm, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it, Dennis Lee. And you tell me if you know what it is, a sommelier, you know what a sommelier I beg your pardon,
2: sir. (laughs) Uh, I, I sleep just fine. Brendan might know.
1: He seems to be very knowledgeable on some of this food stuff, And, uh, but, I think it's Sommier. Uh, I could be wrong. But Just Duck
2: knows. What, what is it? What, what is, is it, Just Duck?
1: What is it? Oh, did My I say it right, Just Duck? Did I pronounce it properly? I. I oh, all right. Thank well, well, what, you. What is it? All right. If, if your passion extends beyond wine drinking... This might be the job for you. You manage purchasing, identifying, (laughs) and organizing wine collections. (laughs) That's awesome. Well,
2: that's That's not on here.
1: (laughs) Identifying as well as its proper storage and promotion, education, years of experience (laughs) in culinary school training with an Uh emphasis on fermented grape drink, Uh, the average salary is 40000 to 71000 a year. Okay. Oh, now, this next one, honestly, I, I feel like I'm going to keep this one in mind in case my day job doesn't work out. The next one, <laughs> it's a bingo manager. <laughs> a... Bingo,
3: yeah, you can get
2: beat up. You, that's a pretty important job. You can I, you can get rough I'm, you know you get roughed up if
1: you don't I do know that, some of right. those people take that stuff seriously, especially at the right. the VFW and, and places like that where there's elderly playing bingo. But a bingo right. manager oversees and directs the daily activities of the department, approving jackpots and payouts and ensuring compliance with the federal and state gaming regulations. Education depends on the employer, but you typically need three to five years experience to land a gig as a bingo manager. The average salary, uh, this isn't bad for, for calling out numbers, 45000 to 100000 a year. Um, I guess if you're working in Vegas, you're probably on that upper end scale. All right, this next one, I never would have thought about either. Uh, but you see it in the movies all the time. Uh, if you're watching new movies, nudies, nudies, movies about New York. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, whatever you're watching, <laughs> it's the New York City hot dog vendor. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> oh my goodness! It was just. Would you sport. like a warm bun with that, sir? <laughs> In the, right, in the right location, a full-time gig can turn a decent profit. Vendors in New York City and prime spots may have to pay over $300,000 a year in annual rent to the city. Uh, according to the, to the New York Post, one hot dog vendor raked in up to $400 each day when business is peaking and only paid $60 a year for a vendor's license. Um, education, well... You would be running a business, so brushing up on business skills and management uh, would be a good thing. So, um, hey, you know, I don't know if I'd want to do that in New York City right now with all the crime rate and everything they got to deal with, but uh, that doesn't sound like a bad deal, you know, for somebody who uh, likes to flip the dogs. The Uh next one is... This one you might like, Dennis Lee. It's an ice cream taster. That's that's a real oh, job. Yeah. You uh, know, they a, get
2: their tongue, they get their actual tongues insured. Uh, do you
1: know that? You know that for a fact.
2: I've uh, yes, I've heard of the I haven't seen the document, but no, they do have their uh their um their taste buds or their tongue insured. Well, it's not in my story, like but <laughs> Yeah, well, it may not be, but it's like somebody like a like a hand model would ensure their hand. Since they I do know so to their tongue.
1: Since I do know you, I will I will take your word for that. Um, <laughs> an ice cream taster, also known as a taste tester or food scientist, uh, checks to make sure each type of ice cream is up to snuff. Depending on the company, the testers might be involved in also inventing new ice cream flavors. Education. Most companies look for candidates that at least have a degree in dairy science or food science. So, you know, there's there's a little bit of a, a investment there for you, uh, as well as a keen tongue and an insensitivity to brain freeze. Um, the average salary is thirty five thousand to ninety seven thousand a year. <laughs> and since you mentioned it's hand huge. models. The next one is a body part model, okay? Not just specifically hand, oh. but it's oh, a body, oh, oh. B- body part model. It's, it's, it's oh, on there. My. This is a legitimate thing. It must be uh, a stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you have a nice body part somewhere on you, like hands, according to oh. Forbes, a top parts oh. model can make around $75,000 a year. You may find yourself doubling for celebrities who, who have a <laughs> less, less than appealing body part of their own <laughs> education. <laughs> education. There is stiff competition in this field, so you have to have stamina no, and be able to deal with cramping. <laughs> no
2: pun intended. Oh,
1: Average salary is 1000 to 10000 for a day's work. Uh, wait, I'm going to sign up for 10, that sucker.
2: Oh, goodness. I know. All I have to do is stand
1: here. <laughs> it's just, yeah, with, with your body parts. <laughs> oh, boy. But they, oh, boy. they can make yeah. up to 75,000 a year, so they don't have to work very often if you can make $10,000 uh-huh. a day. All
2: well, right. $10,000 a day, I mean, it wouldn't take a lot of exposure. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. The next one is a Ooh. genetic counselor. A genetic oh. counselor assesses the risk for a variety of inherited conditions and shares this information with families and other healthcare professionals to support informed decision making. Uh, for this one, you have to have a master master's degree in uh, genetic counseling, and uh, th- that average salary is fifty two thousand to eighty seven thousand dollars a year. I, yeah, I think the uh, ice cream taster and the uh, hot dog vendor can knock down a little bit more than that. Really? um and don't have to have the degree. All right, this next one I didn't know this existed, but when when I saw it I said well it makes sense. Uh airplane repossession person. So uh no, wait pe- a minute. Uh it's on there. It's on the list. Okay. If people can't All afford right. to pay for their airplanes, which it says people buy airplanes they can't afford, a bank or lending institution will repossess the darn thing. Education, obviously, you will need to be able to fly a plane, and you will, of course, need a pilot's license for that. The average salary is 6 to 10% commission on each plane's resale price, so um, it averages uh, your commission on, on each plane is somewhere between, it, this is a way, it's a, it's a big variance here. It's $10,000 to nine hundred thousand dollars per plane so that's probably a a a pretty decked out plane for nine hundred thousand dollars commission they're going to pay you to repossess it i'm assuming that would be a jet but uh that's that's not a bad gig i mean (laughs) go repossess you know four or five of those suckers and uh take off the rest of the year
2: well yeah nine hundred thousand dollars for one plane Yeah, Yeah, between that and your stunt double work. I mean,
1: (laughs) and Uh, and maybe, maybe testing some ice cream. Yeah. I Um, mean, you know, you see my tongue,
2: it's (laughs) worth a million dollars. Um, Oh, gosh. What is this? Okay. This
1: this next one is commercial. (laughs) Oh, I I thought it. Okay. It's commercial diver. I thought it said driver. Uh, Duties include, but vary, checking for pimples. What checking. <laughs> pump checking, checking for pumps? For oh, for pimp okay. Pimp leaks. Inspecting and cleaning it. pipe valves. Inspecting bridges, ships, docks, and sewers. I don't know about that. Uh, and even salvaging wrecked ships. Education, high school diploma, scuba 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 certification. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what happens when I try to go fast. Uh, uh, you'll you'll have to compete. Complete a completely commercial diving training program. Average salary is uh, thirty-five thousand to ninety-six thousand dollars a year. Uh, there are some hazards to that, though, so you know, keep that in mind. All right, the next one sounds like a pretty easy one for somebody. Professional bridesmaid. Uh, professional bridesmaids step in to help brides through their big day as a pro. Aside from showing up at the wedding, you'll likely be expected to walk down the aisle. And maybe give a toast in the couple's honor. If you love problem solving weddings and have a calming presence, leaves me out. This might be a good job for you. Uh, education, general business and strong customer service skills, average salary, 18,000 to 95,000 a year. <laughs> this next one is right out of a movie crime scene cleaner. Don't, what do they call those in most of the movies? um, they call them something, mechanics or something. Um, they are responsible for the removal of biohazard waste, body fluids, blood, human waste, and other unpleasantries from a crime scene. While you may not need individual license, these technicians are usually part of a company that does carry various licenses. Um, Education, at least high school, no experience, average salary, 27 to 61, five a year. Uh, Food stylist, ever wonder why that cheeseburger looks so good in the commercial, but is haphazardly constructed in a clear attempt to ruin your day when you pull it out of the bag and put it in your mouth. These professionals are responsible for making foods look as appetizing as possible, usually for photo shoots. I've never had anything look the way it looks on TV commercials when I go to Wendy's or McDonald's or any other place that I've seen that on TV. Um, so television commercials, upscale restaurants are usually people who uh, employ these people. Education provide a portfolio. So experience is the best way though. Some employers may want a background in culinary school. Instagram photos of your food may not count as a portfolio. Average salary, 24000 and 91000 a year. Uh, okay, I only got two more. This next one I'm just going to jump over real quick. It's certified ethical hacker. You know what a hacker is. So, you know, you can do it legally and work for the government, and it's okay. Uh, if you do it on your own and you freelance, you're probably going to get in trouble if they find you. Uh, the last one is a golf ball diver, Dennis Lee. Um, really? Yeah. As the name suggests, golf ball divers take to the many ponds across golf courses to salvage, clean and recycle golf balls. Education. You'll be spending most of your time in murky water, possibly surrounded by snakes and alligators. So you'll likely need to be scuba certified. They actually pay around $200 a day to $150,000 a year. I guess if you get on some of those nice ones Uh, and these last few things here, I'm just going to throw out. I'm not going to describe them, but they were on the list and they they sound just a little bit uh, strange to me. Dog surfing instructor, a pet food taster, a professional sleeper, Dennis Lee, Nail polish namer, <laughs> professional mermaid, I'm not sure what that would entail. A water slide tester, I could probably do that. And a professional mourner. There is a job for people to professionally mourn. So hmm. interesting. If you need a job, if you, well, you're you not
2: working right now. The time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's some uh,
2: choices so, and that's I'm some good so, money. You know, I knew. I always knew. Larry was going to be a professional mourner. He was always apologizing <laughs> for everything. I, always had I those mean, dark circles under his eyes. <laughs> no one would
1: be better for the job. But how about the professional sleeper? I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm my name sure is
1: George. The- I'm a professional
2: sleeper. Um, yeah, you know, we'll get this. All these. Uh, you know particulars out of the way cuz in about 10 minutes I'm going to be out. So
1: and I will say though of all of these, I mean wouldn't you think they would get dogs to test pet food or or cats or whatever animal is for rather than a human uh to test pet food. I don't know. Well, I've
2: heard about the tet- the uh, pet food tasters before.
1: <laughs> really? Um yeah, it
2: didn't sound like anything that I'd want to try, so. Um okay, geez. well
1: there's options folks. I mean, you can, well, yeah, there's things you can do.
2: Never say, yeah, never. They need people for every type of job these days. Um, I'm going to have to look into the whole stand-in thing. That's, that's, I might have to up the old life insurance a little bit. Um,
1: <laughs> the body part, they, thing. Uh, since, we're,
2: since we're on a, the food train again, um, there's a story, you know, if you're freaked out by the cicada, swarms that they're calling for um, that uh, that you could just stick a fork in them you know they're talking about there's going to be millions of cicadas that have been you know uh, sleeping in the ground and growing for the past 17 years are all coming out Well, in New York, The Associated Press, there's a story that cicadas are poised to infest the whole swaths of American backyards this summer maybe it's time. They invade your kitchen. There you go. Um, High protein indeed. And once you see this picture on our Facebook page, it'll make you go, um, swarms of the red-eyed bugs who are re-emerging after 17 years below the ground offer a chance for home cooks to turn the tables and make them into tasty snacks. Um, (laughs) hold on, I gotta do my
1: administrative duties here. Oh, somebody's uh, um, finally stole our symbol, didn't they? Bless her. Uh, Uh, um,
2: (laughs) So, full of protein, gluten-free, low-fat and low carbs. cicadas were used as a food source by Native Americans and are still eaten by humans in many countries. Um, We really have to get over our dislike of insects, which is really strong and deep-seated in most people In our culture, said David George Gordon, author of Eat a Bug Cookbook, known as the Bug Chef. Um, You could make a stir fry. You can mix them into dough and make bread. Make banana bread, for goodness sake. Um, You can batter them and deep fry them, which I think would be my favorite way, he said. Um, This year's group is called Brood X, and they can be seen in 15 eastern states. From Indiana to Georgia to New York, their cafonous mating song can drown out the noise of passing jets. When the soil warms up enough, cicadas emerge from the ground where they've been sucking moisture from the tree roots for the past 13 to 17 years, depending on the species. They shed their exoskeletons, attach themselves to branches, mate, and lay eggs before dying off in about six weeks. Um, when eating adult cicadas, it is advised to pull the wings and legs off to reduce the crunchiness, you know, unless you need that extra crunch. But Gordon advises home cooks to gather the cicadas when they're mere nymphs, um, before their body armor hardens while they're all still so soft, chewy, and succulent, um, like a soft shell crab. Um, one hard, one soft. Um, He puts them in a freezer, (laughs) a humane way to kill them. Uh, Yeah, just, you know, freeze them to death. Freeze them to death. Yeah, that seems real humane. Um, I actually watch him through a glass. Once defrosted, cicadas can become a pizza topping like sun-dried tomatoes or replace shrimp in any recipe. Others have followed his lead, including a University of Maryland cookbook dedicated to the cicada. People uh, can't really deal with the idea of cooking or looking at a bug and eating it. So that's why I like to tempura batter or something that just conceals the features of the nymph. Um, Bring out the nymph. Um, Plus, I'll eat anything that's deep fried. I mean, come on. Um, I have a recipe in my book for a deep fried tarantula spider. And they're really good, if I don't say so myself. Well, you hold on to that, buddy. Gordon describes a taste of... as akin to asparagus Uh, University of Maryland entomologist Mike Rope goes further he says they have a buttery texture a delicious nutty flavor probably from the tannins from the (laughs) roots of the trees which on which they feed and they're going to be really good if paired with a nice Merlot um thank you for that Mike um we won't use that suggestion at all. Gordon's Eat a Bug Cookbook came out in 1998 <laughs> and was greeted by hostility and jokes from late-night TV hosts. But, of course, over the last 20 years, this is mm-hmm. moving in the direction of being normalized, he said. Um, yes, yeah, asparagus season, for real. Um It does make it smell. Gordon pointed to the rise of the foodie culture and thrill-seeking eaters like Chef Andrew Zimmerman, but especially to a 2013 report from the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization as a turning point in interest in edible insects. The report estimated that insect eating is practiced regularly by at least 2 billion people around the world, and that dozens of species have been documented As edible, including cicadas. It's also declared that edible insects insects are rich in protein and good fats, high in calcium, iron, and zinc. Emit fewer greenhouse gases than most livestock and take very little farming, space, or water. But you will have to wait 17 years. Uh, Now people were taking... What had been saying all along more seriously, Gordon said, in America, we're kind of the weirdos. 80% of the world's cultures eat insects, but we're in that 20% that thinks it's an abomination. Um, The number of mass-produced foods containing insects, from protein bars to chips and pasta sauce, has been rising. Oh, boy. In parts of Asia, some insects are sold in bags, like salted peanuts, or in tubes, like stacked potato chips. A German company makes burgers out of mealworms, and I've actually seen that. Um, They're a much healthier option for the planet, said Dr. Gina Jaden, an evolutionary biologist and ecologist who has worked as a climate change advisor for the UN agencies like the Food and Agricultural Organization, especially in light of the fact that we will shortly have to feed 9 billion people. Jade notes that uh, with a laugh that once the mighty high cost lobster was deemed so repulsive in the West that it was fed to prisoners, perceptions change, she said. Uh, she notes that the Food and Agricultural Organization estimates about 18% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions are due to animal agriculture. Those pesky little pigs. Uh, adventure eaters might start with insects at the New Pork. Uh, Newport Jerky Company, which has stores in Massachusetts and Rhode Island and a vibrant online presence. Its insect section includes a bag of grasshoppers for a mere $9.99 or a chocolate-covered crickets for $6.99 or buy two and get one free. Co-owner Derek Medico said he sells one item, a $9.99 mixed bag of dehydrated grasshoppers, mole crickets, silkworms, crickets, and sago worms, thousands of times a year. I don't know what a Sago worm sago is. Worm. The poor. Sago. That's just a saggy worm. I think a lot of it is just the novelty. He said, we tried to get our grandbaby to eat a chocolate covered cricket. She just wouldn't do it. Um, and he doesn't expect to see consistent demand for insects anytime soon. So it is this kind of a novelty here in other countries and other cultures. That's much more accepted and much more normal, he said. But here, I just don't think it's going – I think it's going to take a while. And you can see it on our Facebook pages, pictures of these nice, chocolatey, fudgy-looking cookies with a big old cicada plopped right in the middle of it. So, um, you know, going ahead, um, if you dare. But uh, I'm not – it tastes like tapioca, does it? Um
1: Well, my point is always, why? I mean, uh, am I looking for something odd to eat? No.
2: Well, you know, some people are, you know, they're getting on that that train that, like, you know, we were talking about um, that uh, was brought up in the beginning there about living underground. If something happens, you know, we're not going to be able to grow anything. Uh, Hopefully, there'll be some insects left. You might have to be munching on those. Uh, uh, yeah, well, well I know there's probably plenty of that food underground, so you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in caves that you could probably munch yeah. on, you know, that's
2: uh, guana, my friend. Uh, I wouldn't eat <laughs> that, yeah, start eating bat, uh, yeah. Well, I don't think, uh, I mean, look at the mess we're in, Donald Wayne. I don't think we're going to do that. Um, Okay. It just wouldn't be feasible.
1: All right. Looking at the time, I'm going to skip over my last little story there, Dennis Lee. Um, We've got about uh, a little over 15 minutes to go. You... Uh um, you can't is your next one is this something you can go through quickly or what have you got
2: oh yeah we can i guess i can throw through through pretty quick um the next one is um 20 romantic words that don't exist in the english language um so we'll see if our our listeners that are out of the states um would be able to know the meaning of these words um um So Forleskit. Forliskit. What? Um it's a Norwegian, it's both Norwegian and Danish. Forleskit refers to the euphoric feeling of falling in love. Yeah. Forleskit. Um that's F-O-R-E-L-S-K-E-T. And I'm probably uh spelling it, I mean saying it wrong for sure. So um and how about Koi no yokan. Koi no yokan. Um, uh, the no, Japanese,
1: never, you, know, you know out. that one? No. no Have you? Oh, no. okay. That's
2: a Japanese phrase. It describes a feeling upon first meeting someone that you will inevitably fall in love with them. That's koi no yokan. Hmm.
1: So remember that there. Okay. Koi no yokan. I remember. Um, oh, okay. Kimoba.
2: Oh, boy, this one's well, that's not quite the same thing. Uh, this one's going to be a little tough. Uh, na um Best as good as I can go. You'll see this on Facebook. It's an in, Inu tick, tut word that describes the act of repeatedly looking outside to check if someone annoying has come, someone, anyone, is coming, like, Anyone at all. And that was a lot to say. So make sure you look at that one on Facebook. Boy, that was that was that was a stretch. Um <laughs> or how about Cavoli Riscaldati? Cavoli riscaldari. The Italian phrase cavoli riscaldati literally means reheated cabbage. <laughs> Meaning an attempt to revive an old romantic relationship. <laughs> well, goodness gracious. Um or they could take it that you're just calling them, uh, you know, a reheated cabbage. Uh, my goodness. Um, so how about Kara Karasevda. The Turkish phrase sabda translates literally into black love and alludes to how uncontrollable desire and unrequited love can render someone hopeless and broken. All that um, and that. I, 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 well, look. I mean, that's a that's a lot to lay on somebody. Um, so, and how about killig, Kilig? K i l i g. This Tagalog word was added to the Oxford English Dictionary in 2016. Kilig can be used as a noun or an adjective to describe the feeling of elation after a romantic or exciting experience. So if you were just to yell out, "killing," you know, I guess that could be joy.
1: Well, I'll undergrad. have to let you spell that one for me. I'll look for it when you post it on <laughs> Facebook.
2: Just in case. Just in case. Um, and then uh, how about Cofun? Um In Brazilian Portuguese. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. There's a little allergies. Kafoon describes the act of running your fingers through someone's hair. Well, Biden, Kafoon Biden is a cafoon because <laughs> he, he does like to do that. He does like to do that. So, um, and then the last one that we'll put on here because uh, we can you can go through the rest of them. Flechazo. Flechazo is a Spanish word meaning literally bow shot or arrow wound used figuratively to speak of love at first sight. So, you know, be like, ah, oh, yeah, it was this uh, Fichazzo. It almost sounds Italian, though. But, um, yeah, 20 romantic words that don't exist in the English language. Yes, buffoon is more apt
1: for that. Well, now I understand beeping. the title of that, of that segment. <laughs> Right. I All was right. thinking what kind of words could he come up with that we that aren't actually words and, and now I know. Yeah. Now you know. Now for the rest of the story. Speaking All right. of
2: the rest of the story, Donald Wayne, you got a big announcement.
1: Everyone's uh, waiting.
2: Everyone's just, waiting. Well, where's,
1: the, where's the where's the where's the where's the where's the where is it?
2: The fanfare.
1: don't know how much effort it takes to do that a lot um so we we mentioned last night that we had a big announcement for tonight and uh did we mention the, the thursday friday swap i don't remember did we no okay I, we may All have
2: right. i don't remember now I, I was
1: just, <laughs> that was last night it was almost <laughs> uh, 24 hours ago so we're not going to have a show tomorrow night. Uh, we've been, you know, we usually do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're not going to do a show tomorrow night because we have to get ready for doing a show what? on Friday night. Dennis Lee. What? What Donald? You, what are you, you talking w- about? We have to work on Friday night.
2: What are you talking about?
1: But you know, and, and of course we also have to go to therapy and, and, you know, some other things to get ready for that. Well it's
2: not he, gonna be any normal show, Donald Wayne, is this right?
1: It's not. It's going to be unusual for us. It's be it'll be a first for us, Dennis Lee. A Tri talk First. A Tri to talk first. And you want to uh spread it out a little further? Well
2: let me <laughs> unfold this as uh if you will. Um So we are going to do a retro Trice Talk show, and it will be coming to you in Trice Vision on Facebook Live. So we will be doing a Facebook Live um, video show. You will get to see our ugly mugs on a Trice Talk Live Facebook Live um, (laughs) show (laughs) on Friday evening. Um, at the same bat time, uh, in just a different bat place. Um, that's okay oh, because it will it will be uh, posted. You will be able to see it, but you'll have to go onto Facebook to see it. I think we're, we're going to figure out all the particulars. Um, yeah. Uh, no, no, we're we're related, uh, Brendan. We, we <laughs> yeah well, do that in in that, Georgia. You, you, you got to go. You got to go Alabama. a couple of states over. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of states over, so, um, but yes, yes, it's uh, going to be, it's going to be something that we're trying and, um, you know, just uh, just see what we can do with it, so.
1: Well, yeah. actually, we haven't yeah. uh, done a show together yet since we restarted Tri's Talk, and this is month 10 and a half or something like that, so we have not actually even seen each other since last summer, even though we're only about yeah, six miles well, apart. Uh, So um, pandemic, you know, it'll be like the shows we did back in 2016. We'll be sitting across from each other and, uh, uh, we're going to have some uh, professional help here with us to help us pull Um, this off. And of course we're not making any promises, uh, (laughs) how professional it's going to be, but it it will be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun for us just to be able to get back together and, and, uh, and mess with each other.
2: Uh and just to let people know we're not we're not going to disrupt our regular uh schedule except for the Thursday, Friday flip this week. But uh right. it's something that we wanted to try and see see how it comes out and it may be something that we integrate into the program. Um so you can see our, our uh our funny faces on there
1: and you know, we'll just take it to
2: the next level.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, we're we're kind of excited about it. We it just kind of came to us this week. Um, we we've talked about it. We we've, we've toyed with the idea, and we mentioned it I think about a week ago that we would be looking at doing, you know, a live version or at least doing it together. We weren't really sure about doing it on Facebook, but we just uh, we're going to take a plunge and see how it works. It may be our one and only only time that we uh, actually let people see <laughs> us, but
2: yeah and they're, and they're you know who knows what will happen uh, i encourage you to tune in just if anything for that who knows what will be able to happen i don't think there'll be any streaking bp but um um uh, you never know we um, could do some yeah.
1: body painting though bp there might be some of that <laughs> um uh, well i can
2: i i i'm not going to you know, <laughs> i could do my arm or something uh it's a family
1: show, Donald Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> do, do like we did on that cowboy game several months oh, yeah. ago. Uh, uh, no, the they painting. lost. <laughs> they yeah, lost. Didn't uh, have any big loss. positive effect on that game, did it? Mm. So we're 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 excited about that. So we're, we we got to take tomorrow night off so we can get ready and. Uh, but then we'll be back to our regular schedule. We'll be back on Sunday night and so forth. It's just a. Uh, kind of a thing for us to play with and, and hopefully y'all will enjoy it. If you can't uh, be with us live, which I hope uh, a lot of you can uh, be sure to uh, check us out on Facebook and it, it'll, the audio will be on uh, podbeam as well, I guess. Right. So, yeah, All right. so
2: that was, that was the big news. Um, and then outside of that, um, you know, If you'd like to Twitter us, uh, if you're a Twitterer, um, then do that at uh, Moon on Twitter. If you'd like to email us with suggestions about the show, um, or you know what you'd like to hear us talk about, um, you know what planet we come from, or uh, you know send us some pictures, but try to keep them clean. I mean, BP, come on. Um, Do that at Tristalk69, pts at gmail.com. You can reach us on Spotify at uh, Tristalk. You can reach us at Amazon Music at Tristalk. Um, You can reach us on Pandora at Tristalk now. Um, And let's see, where else? Uh, iHeartRadio. Tristalk, LinkedIn at Tristalk, Listen Notes at Tristalk, and Play FM at Tristalk. And we encourage you to go to our Facebook page at Tristalk and follow us. That's where we post a lot of the articles we use. All the shows are posted there. And we will um, have the Facebook Live on there on Friday at 9.30 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. So we hope that you can catch that. And um, we're on every... Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And, uh, you know, Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole will start back up this Saturday evening at 10 o'clock. And uh, we'll announce a new schedule there so we can get weird and explicit um, if you just can't stand it. So just no freaks are you will be banned for life. But, um, look, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for being here. We couldn't do it without you we appreciate you
1: yes um thanks to all of you that uh spent time with us tonight and i'm sorry brendan that i uh, assumed that you lived in canada uh i apologize <laughs> oh, oh <boy. laughs> please don't hold that against us and uh and come back and spend some time with us again um <laughs> i was trying to find a, a goofy closing uh thought for tonight and um this is, I mean, there's a ton here, but this is the best thing. I'm going to use this since I talked so much about jobs, finding a new job tonight. um, I found one that says I told my boss three companies were after me and I needed a raise to stay at my present job. He asked me which three were interested. I said the gas, electric, and the cable company. So that's why he needed to raise. I, you know, I need a drum roll for that. The lights aren't twinkling, Clark. Okay. <laughs> not twinkling. All right. Well, let's throw some marshmallows on this fire, and um, you can turn out the lights, Dennis Lee, and we'll uh, hopefully see everybody on Friday. Friday, nine thirty Eastern on Facebook
2: Live. Thank y'all.
1: Yeah, tweaking it, out
2: the lights, Donald. For,
1: for nothing else, you, you may may really be humorous, even if we don't intend for it to be. What do you mean <laughs> he's shirtless? <laughs> shirtless. Uh, don't don't tease him now, because some of them will be <laughs> expecting you to start throwing clothes around the room.
2: Oh boy, here we go. All
1: right. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. I found peace
0: in your show me Stay no safe. My whole life I feel like a burden I think too much and I'm here I'm so used to being in the morning I'm tired of the camp But love never gave me a call So I sit here in the shower I I focus in your body And show me there's no point in trying. I've been quiet for so long, I found peace.